For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This time we're talking about Beat the Champ, the 15th album by the Mountain Goats, which is a concept album about professional wrestling. The lead single is called The Legend of Chavo Guerrero, and it starts out like this. Born down in El Paso, where the tumbleweeds blow, to the middleweight champ of all Mexico. Dad fought many bloody battles, and he raised four sons. Chavo was the oldest one. Old man Gory could pop like a live grenade. Raised his boys in the way of the trade. Hector and Mondo, young Eddie G. Chavo meant the most to me. Look high, it's my last hope. Chavo Guerrero, coming off the top row. He came from Texas seeking fortune and fame. Rose pretty quickly to the top of the game. Defender of the downtrodden, king of the hill. Tag team champion with Almadrill. Before a black and white TV in the middle of the night I'm lying on the floor, I'm bathed in blue light The telecast's in Spanish, I can understand some And I need justice in my life Here it comes, look high I was a little skeptical of the concept when I heard about it And I suspect that's an understandable reaction to a lot of listeners Thankfully, this song quickly dispels those doubts. John Darnielle has a very specific songwriting style that really tells these stories with a lot of detail. And I think it efficiently humanizes these wrestlers who otherwise seem kind of otherworldly. And I think it also efficiently serves to portray the appeal that that world had to him as a child. Yeah, if you're a longtime fan of the Mountain Goats, as I am, you know that John Darnielle has written and talked a lot about growing up in an abusive household with a stepfather who really terrorized the family. And he sets it up right at the beginning of this record. This is the second track. And he explains why wrestling held such appeal for him as a kid in the song. There's a line that says, I need justice in my life. Here it comes. And you really get a sense of how satisfying it was for him to see a world where his hero, who is Chavo Guerrero, who is a real wrestler all the characters in this album are real wrestlers he was a good guy and he stood up for the downtrodden and beat up the bad guy and there's a part of the song that we didn't play here that goes he was my hero back when i was a kid you let me down but chavo never once did you called him names to try to get beneath my skin now your ashes are scattered on the wind yeah i think it's not an accident that this song is as much about the chavo's relationship with his father and with his son as it is about the wrestling and I wouldn't describe myself as a fan, a longtime fan of the Mountain Goats, and I've heard stuff, seen them live. But I do remember hearing them back in the mid-90s, I think pretty early in the career. And it really just was this guy with a guitar and a tape recorder in an apartment somewhere. And I think it's pretty exceptional that this new music that they're putting out, it has that same spirit. It's a totally different sound, but that the spirit lives and works as you know, a guy in a, in, with a tape recorder or with a full band here. And I think it, it's become really catchy and satisfying in addition to having that same cleverness. Yeah, I mean, his his voice, the tenor of the way his voice sounds and his voice as a songwriter in his lyrics is, are, are very authentic. And I think that carries through. I, I mean, he's singing about his childhood and it's really believable. And he's singing about this black and white world. And I think it's accentuated because he talks about watching it on a black and white TV. Uh, but I think... 
other songs on the album go into more of a gray area when he steps inside the ring and tries to sing from the wrestler's point of view as we hear in this next song he'll turn to drift down into the new dark light without any reservations you found my breaking point congratulations to demonstrate how this album is interesting because one of the themes is the way that he saw wrestling and the world when he was a kid as a very black and white good versus evil sort of place and then as he got older he realized that life is more complicated than that and this song is called heel turn which if you don't know is a common plot device in professional wrestling where a character who had previously been a good guy which is a face sort of breaks bad and becomes a villain which is a heel Pro wrestling is kind of interesting, at least in theory to me, because it has that very fuzzy boundary between the person and the character that the person is portraying. And in this song, we're hearing about a wrestler. You know, it's his time to become the villain. This is the plot line. And it's it's not real, but it feels real to him. And there's this great line, throw my better self overboard, shoot him when he comes up for air. And it's so vivid, so visceral. And it also certainly feels real to his fan club president crying up there in the crowd. And I think it's a powerful metaphor for there are times in those real life where you don't feel in control of your own fate, but you still have to own it and sometimes take the blame when things go wrong for reasons you don't, you're not responsible for. Hmm. And I think the mountain goes do a good job of illustrating the tension between the character and the person in wrestling with the chorus. I don't want to die in here. You could read that a variety of ways, but I was hearing it as the wrestler kind of debating with himself about how he feels about the change to his character and being a bad guy. And maybe he's not entirely comfortable with that, but he sees it as a way to save his career or, you know, to stop it from just kind of petering out. And in fact, the theme of identity and the idea that the character may sort of take over until it really becomes who the wrestler is, both on camera and off, is a big one throughout the whole record. I think it's demonstrated most powerfully in this next song, which is called Werewolf Gimmick. Sail past all the grasping hands, floodlights white and hot. Bring my vision into focus, find out what I've got. Some sniveling local baby face with an angle he can't sell.
think as a culture, we often celebrate people who give 110% as mathematically ridiculous as that is. And this song gets inside of the head of someone who's trying to live like that. And it's a pretty scary place. And I think the music accentuates that. There's this creepy high organ kind of underlying it. And then just John Worcester on drums is totally unleashed and lays out this furious nonstop pounding that really anchors the song with this just aggressive feeling throughout. I think the entire album really shows off his range, though. I mean, we've got this track where he's going nuts. On some tracks, he's lightly accompanying with just brushes that are barely noticeable. And then on other tracks, he's just got a poppy, consistent sound. And as I said here, just blowing us away. It's almost like a take on the metal double kick drum that a lot of metal drummers use. And I think John Darnielle is a big metal fan. And this is probably the most metal song on this album. And I think the most metal thing I've heard from the band ever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It really does have a very metal attitude and darkness. And I, I think it's also the song that plays the most with identity. I love the fact that it's titled Werewolf Gimmick. So it's setting you up with the premise that, well, this is just a gimmick. It's just something that he does to get attention and make him his character memorable. But then in the course of the song, you get the impression that this is someone who almost believes that he really is a werewolf to the extent that he gets told maybe dial it back a bit when he gets backstage. Yeah, you really get this sense of someone who's attached to a larger than life identity. He describes himself as an angel straight from hell nice inversion there and after that who'd want to be just an ordinary guy Uh, and i think that that over the top of the world of of wrestling really encourages pushing all kinds of limits and we certainly hear that on this next track choked out diamonds in the firmament all reserves completely spent someone set up the oxygen tent everybody here is real proud to present choked out John Worcester's drumming just really shines. There's a reason why he's not only the drummer for the Mountain Goats, but also Super Chunk and Bob Mould's band, and he fills in with other artists too. He's actually probably the most in-demand drummer working today. He also seems like he's just an awesome guy to hang out with. You are, of course, a fan of his comedy on The Best Show. Yeah, he is one of those people. It's kind of unfair that he's just this incredibly talented musician, and then just also one of the funniest comedians around. And so I you know, put him in the same category with Carrie Brownstein, who does that. Thankfully, they both seem like decent mm-hmm. people or else it would be really upsetting. And I'd say this song is actually kind of almost funny in that it's this quick and upbeat pop song. And it's a song about getting permanent brain damage and for the sole purpose of entertaining an audience. And that's pretty dark, but I, I like that the song 
sort of drives home that he's competitive with, you know, I push these limits that no one else, no one else will go this far, but he's doing it to help the brotherhood that like everyone's going to get paid when the people are happy and he's going to kind of take it for the team to put on a good show. But at the same time, it's kind of like in the movie, the wrestler where he's helping the spectacle and putting on a good show, but he's doing so at the expense of his own health. Yeah. He's sacrificing himself for a couple hundred bucks. I think was the prize and yeah that's enough to share some barbecue with your comrades but there's nobility here but it's pretty it's pretty sad it's a rough deal yeah and I I think it's very intentionally placed that the lyrics at the very end of this song where he's describing what it's like to black out and he says I can see the future it's a real dark place and that's an allusion to one of the other big themes of this album which is how the violence and intensity of the characters often spills out into very dark moments of tragedy in the wrestlers personal lives For example, the next song we'll play, Stabbed to Death Outside San Juan, is about the real-life death of wrestler Bruiser Brody, who was stabbed in the locker room by a colleague right before a match in Puerto Rico. See the sights, maybe go downtown. Sometimes you get some heat, sometimes it follows you around. obligated to point out that the song has a really great and very nerdy metaphor for dying which is climbing down the hertzsprung russell diagram if you're not familiar with that it's the chart of star brightness versus temperature and so this idea of him breathing his last breath is almost like a star burning its last fuel and fading away and it's you know wrestlers are larger than life and but just like stars they eventually end their run burn out yeah they burn out Uh, What I love about this track is that it highlights so well how they're able to affect emotion through the instrumentation. We mentioned that John Darnielle is a big metal fan, which might seem odd if you're familiar with the Mountain Goats, but I think what he likes about metal is just the pure, unironic, emotional intensity of it. And this song, along with Werewolf Gimmick, is one of the ones where the subject matter is intense and the instrumentation just reflects that perfectly. You have it starting out with this kind of simple acoustic guitar and he's thinking, the wrestler is thinking about doing a match in Puerto Rico says maybe I'll go see some sites have a good time why not and then as things take a turn that minor key violin comes in and there's the dramatic drumming and then the fast percussive guitar strumming and the emotional tone of the song is really manipulated well yeah I think it's it's got that metal spirit but I think the sound is really effective in that it takes me back I I takes me back to a place I've never been it makes me feel though like I'm back in the 60s seeing some beat poet with a jazz combo and 
you know, I'm not sure that that sound 100% works for me, but I do appreciate that the band is willing to go into try all these different sounds. Yeah, I think this might be the most dynamically different. I mean, or there's mo- the most dynamic variation between the songs of any Mountain Goats album so far. There's just a lot of different sounds and paces yeah. and tone, and they they're really demonstrating their range. And so the good news, if this this song didn't completely work for you, is that there's a track on this album that's also about a stabbing, except it's a stage stabbing, stabbing rather than a real one, and it's a lot more catchy music-wise. So we'll play that next. It's called For an Object. March through the red mist, never get my vision clear. Learn to love this kind of atmosphere. Strike funny poses, keep my weapon hand low with my head around a little, get blood on the front row. I'm gonna jab you in the eye with a foreign object. I personally will stab you in the eye with a foreign object. Foreign object, foreign object, foreign object. song is just an utter delight i'm glad that they picked it to play on late night with seth myers it was really fun to see as well as hear the horn section on this track it's just so place playful but also i think a sophisticated take on kind of the dirty fighting and theatrics around wrestling that so much of what happens isn't in the ring but is the smack talk before and after the match and hearing John Darniel sing, I personally will stab you in the eye with a foreign object. <laughs> it just brings a big smile to my face. And uh, I, another nerdy shout out for describing his weapon as looking like an astrolabe. That's just great. Uh, by the way, John Darniel has explained that this song is intended as a version of the promo videos that wrestlers would do where it starts out as like a fake interview and then the wrestler starts talking directly into the camera about how they're going to destroy whoever their next opponent is or whoever their rival is and I'm going to tear him limb from limb and like getting really dramatic and what I like about this record is that there are all these humorous moments like this that lighten the mood and balance out the dark songs like Stab to Death Outside San Juan and there's another song that we didn't play called Luna which is about a female professional wrestler who saw her house burned to the ground with all her memorabilia from over her career inside it and then later that year died of a drug overdose. Yeah, kind of a bummer. This song is a nice counterweight. Uh, it doesn't, of course, ignore the in-the-ring theatrics. I love this line. Whip my head around a little and get blood on the front <laughs> row. I haven't been to a wrestling match. Sounds kind of like a guar show I back to in the day but uh, after exploring all this kind of life and death high theatrics uh, in the ring i think the last three songs in the album go more into talking about leaving the ring and ending your career and perhaps taking off your mask or having it forcibly removed in this next song unmasked crowds have gone just a few hangers on 
able to see me Finally tear through the stitching at last You don't care You look almost relieved down there Like you're free Like you can breathe now Like they've sawn off your cast Sleeper to see through And by way of honoring The things we once both held dear I will reveal you I will reveal you another song on the theme of identity and it so beautifully expresses the weight of what it means for the masked luchador style wrestlers to take off their mask and unveil their real face and so what's going on in this song is a stage fight where the one guy is going to lose and his punishment is going to be to have his mask pulled off by the winner after he puts him in a sleeper hold but it's told in the voice of the winner in a way that has such empathy for this guy that for his opponent in that he's sort of releasing him from his character and he makes him he makes a comparison to a cast being sawn off yeah I, i do wonder maybe how much of this is empathy and how much of it is projection because early in the song he talks about seeing the world through the eye holes of the mask and it's just so claustrophobic and at the end he's by himself looking in the mirror and he's still singing i will reveal you and you know he's not talking about the other guy so much and it's really pretty and it's haunting and i think it makes the exclamation point in the song's title because it's unmasked exclamation point it's really ironic well this is sort of a sad song about mingling identities or the sadness of letting go of a character identity i like that the mountain goats don't want to leave us on a sad note so while there's a darkness in the lives of the people in a lot of these songs The penultimate track is one that just has a very happy, joyful ending. And it's about a wrestler who retires, but is still glad to carry around his identity for the fans who still recognize him. And it's called The Ballad of Bull Ramos. Work days, work nights. Finally get laid up. Buy a piece of broken glass. On the floor of the shop And the doctor recognizes me As the operating theater grows dim Aren't you that old wrestler with the bullwhip? Yes, sir, that's me song is such a adult take on happily ever after 
that it's just celebrating the little triumphs of, hey, Bull Ramos owns his own business, still has his friends, still has his hair. <laughs> and I think the important part is at the end, he can still think positively back on the good times with his friends around him. Yeah, we're all going to hit bumps in the road, though. And he certainly does. He, you know, he loses his toe in a kind of dumb accident at the... <laughs> A shop and then he goes blind from diabetes and so he's hobbling around blind but he looks on the bright side that well and the line is he gets around fine on one leg yeah exactly and yeah even though this is a song about getting old and dying the chorus of never die doesn't feel ironic it just feels genuinely celebratory and you know i could really say that about the entire album that it just explores a lot of pretty rough territory but it, it never feels cynical. There's always a, an air of celebration. And you could also interpret the never die as being an acknowledgement that his legacy will never die because people will remember him and remember his character in a way that wouldn't have been the case if he had just lived his whole life as a tow truck driver. Yeah, he's even getting recognized by the surgeons as he's getting wheeled into the operating room. But what you said about the lack of cynicism is what I love about the Mountain Goats in general, but also what I love about this album and what I have a feeling is what John Darnielle loves about pro wrestling. And even though he's not a kid anymore and he knows it's no longer as simple as bad guy versus good guy, he can still appreciate that total commitment to the character and the uh, lack of cynicism in this, for lack of a better word, art. So after that high note, the album goes out on sort of a coda, but it's actually the first song that Darnell wrote for this album. It's called Hair Match, and it's about a wrestling trope where the loser gets his hair shaved off. But it's another very beautiful, contemplative song. So we'll go out with that. Thanks for listening. We've been discussing Beat the Champ, the latest album from the Mountain Goats. You'll be maybe lunging for the bad guy's hip No one anticipates the sun sad flip The referee and your opponent will hold you there We're gonna bring in a folding chair
electric razor from the thrifty down the street. Two guys down around your ankles, so you'll stay put in your seat. Buzzing razor held aloft and just about to strike. I loved you before I even ever knew what love was like.